What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you know, respond. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And this is a very fun episode. You guys know I love doing my hashtag, how did we meet episodes? And I've been waiting to do this episode because the story I find, I think it's super interesting. So we're going to get into that, but I'm going to bring on this guest here. She is live and in color from Chicago right now. I know we're recording ahead of time, but she's from Chicago and I've got her on the fire. I actually don't think I've ever talked to anybody in Chicago before. Um, and I'm really excited. She's another one of my, you know, folks who are connected. They do a lot of really, really cool and diverse type work, right? She's not a one trick pony. She's a lot of different things. And I want her to hopefully inspire you. I want her to speak her truth and give you as much as she can and hopefully help inspire you in some way, shape or form, whether you're in her industry, industries or not. Um, and definitely, definitely stay connected with us. I want this conversation to continue. So as usual, we'll probably hop on an IG live after this episode. So if you're watching or if you're listening the week of, and it's Thursday or Friday or Saturday, keep in mind, we'll probably go live in the next few days. You can catch that live or you can catch the replay, but I would love for you all to send us any questions you have, any insights you got, any any background, any any aha moments that you get, because you're probably going to get at least one or two, and send them to me over at um, my IG page, right? Whitney Danielle Coaching or Network and Spill IG page, um, and let us know. So without further ado, I want you to, to know, to follow, to engage with. This is Miss Carla. Carla is on IG. She is at Carla Produces, and it's Carla with a K in case you were wondering and produces spelled normal. So Carla produces is her IG handle. She also has another IG handle that I want you to follow in case you read her bio. It's called New Culture Creatives. If you are in the film industry, if you are into independent films, I want you to follow Carla. If you're into yoga, spirituality, Chicago, being cool, any of these things, follow Carla, both of her pages. Um, I've been following her for a minute and I can't wait to get into the story. So we're just going to bring her on. Hey, Carla, how are you? Hey, Whitney, how are you? What a sweet intro. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm really glad to have you on here. And I'm, I told, I told everybody about this and I actually remember I being on IG when we linked up in DC not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you remember how we met? Well, we initially, we initially met because at that time I was uh, managing a yoga studio down in Dallas and um, I had my own brand outside of the yoga studio called Gypsy Yoga at the time. And I was teaching trap yoga party. Yes, trap yoga party. And pretty much it's dance and yoga. I warm you up to go twerk, twerk, untwerk. Um, and you took my class and I was walking down mm, Greenville Street and you were eating dinner with one of your girlfriends, I believe. And I saw you there too, because if you do not know what Whitney looks like, she has these big old like baby doll eyes. They're so gorgeous. Um, And as a teacher, if you teach a lot of classes, you pinpoint certain things about a person. And I just remembered your face and your eyes. Um, So we met initially there first. And then 
for my birthday last Christmas, I've never been to DC and I knew I wanted to go to DC to go to the African-American museum. So when I was gram storing, like I'm going to see anybody's recommendations, you recommended like, Hey, when you get here, let's hang out. And I was like, Hey, Whitney. And you're like, Hey, what's up? Like, Hey girl. Hey, what's your name? And I'm like, Whitney, you took my trap yoga class. And you're like, when I'm like Dallas. So it went from there. So yeah, we re-met each other twice. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I remember being completely blown that because I didn't realize that we had met each other prior to meeting up with you in DC. Mm-hmm. I thought that I did not know you. I thought we were connected on IG. Cause you know, I'd be like connected people. I'm always on the gram, like friending people that I know are doing cool stuff, whatever it, it happens. I meet people in random places. And so I didn't think anything of it. Also, my memory is trash, but we, but I hit you up. I was like, Hey, you're at DC. And, and literally I drove into the city. I live like 45 minutes out. I drove into the city and I was like, we're going to go. And we met up at one of my favorite places in Adams Morgan. And I was like, wait a minute. And then it hit me. And then I found the picture. We had taken a picture together. Yeah, it was a good picture. <laughs> after the yoga, after the yoga event, which was in Dallas, it was just so bizarre. And I, I, what is the word? Is it, is it cosmic? What is, there's a word for that. Um, it's cosmic, cosmic, cosmic connection. Yeah, it was just, it was really, it, I, I had never experienced that before where I had met somebody in another place, didn't think, totally forgot that I had met them, didn't know that we were really connected. And then I saw them. It, it was just, it was bizarre. I loved it. And I sat in my car afterwards. I was like, hey, I thought this was a stranger danger person, like no. for my stranger danger segment on my show. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to have her on my show. Like we had never met before. This is going to be so cool. And then I was like, wait a minute, just kidding. I actually know her. I have photos with her in my phone right now. Um, and we had already met. So yeah, I will say guys, the, <laughs> the trap yoga class. Okay. So if you don't know me for real, for real, I am, I'm not a dancer. I, I, I just, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't even pretend to twerk in my head, like at all. <laughs> and I've done the yoga for a brick and I went to this yoga class. It was packed. It was right around the corner from my apartment in Dallas and it was packed. I remember getting there. There was a line out the door. I was like, oh, this is going to be lit. I get in there. I set up my mat. I'm ready. And they played the craziest music. And they had a live DJ, yes. a live DJ in the back. Yeah. Dallas was like, I will say, um, I love my city, Chicago. But when I was in Dallas, Dallas folks are turned. And when we posted those tickets, they sold out like wild. And then we had to like talk to the venue. And I was like, hey, I'm a yoga um, manager of a studio. I like really know how to place match places. Don't worry, I got this. And I remember um, I got there a little bit late. Like the doors are supposed to open at like whatever time I got there 10 minutes after the doors open. And we were walking up like, oh, okay, this is about to happen. And just being excited of just how people are excited just to get on their mats. And of course, yeah, I barely turned two, so don't feel bad, Whitney. It's always like, and if you take my class, I like warm you up a little bit, get you comfortable in your hips. I have you twerk and I twerk with you for like a good 20 seconds. And if you really notice, Whitney, I stopped twerking and I went around and be like, everyone twerk. So, <laughs> don't worry. We're both, we're both living a very good lie. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, it was so much fun. And it's just when the energy is that high, we had all different types of people. And, you know, I, I've been doing yoga for a minute and I really enjoy the practice and the different types of yoga, the different disciplines and the different everything. And, 
there were some people in there and you could tell they had never done yoga before. And I'm like, this is so cool. And, you know, I've been doing yoga all over the country and I rarely ever see other black women in the class. Like it is, I don't even want to do the math because it's going to be depressing, but I rarely, and it could be like the places I'm going, right? Because I'm in San Diego a lot. I'm in Northern Virginia a lot and I'm just random places, but it was so cool to see a room full of mostly black women and then the black woman DJ in the back. And we were just having, I'd never heard some of those songs played during yoga before. I, I think it was, um, I think Sicko Mode had just come out. Yep. And, it was perfect. I think that people need to understand that it is a sad, a sad statistic that we don't see us on the mat. But also a very happy statistic I should share with you is that um, the second highest group of people who are in the wellness community and spending the money are African-American women because African-American women are out there with the jobs and want to keep themselves always looking good. I mean, yes, we don't crack, but we do certain things to take care of ourselves. And um, just to know the demographic after um, Caucasians is Black girls, Black women. Black women are in the wellness spaces. And for me, starting Trap Yoga Party, the DJ um, at that time was Ray Chardonnay. We really decided about what it looks like to always feel like the true minority and how to make people feel comfortable in the space. And I kid you not within that year of me teaching trap yoga party, I was able to get a lot of women that I know who have never done yoga to start their yoga practice just by taking trap yoga party. So I feel like I did a little ripple of a huge ocean just with that little gimmick I like to call. <laughs> No, absolutely. And I think it's important. That work is important. And it was important then. It's important now because when people go, they see how much fun it can be and it takes the edge off. It's like, oh, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There, are, We are out here doing it. And if we're out here doing it, then we can do it anywhere, regardless yeah. of the studio, regardless of the modality, regardless. So I think it was, I had a great time. And yeah. it was a very, it's still a very fond memory. Yeah. Um, and that was a couple of years ago, but yeah. we did link up in DC and um, I got to take you around town, which is really cool. I yes. took you in my little car and we went to very fast little car. Tell the world <laughs> it's fast. Don't, don't have, don't be having the world. I have you out here thinking that she's driving like this cute little buggy. This sucker is fast. And Whitney, like, seriously, I'm afraid of being low to the ground and I'm afraid of fast cars. And I was like breathing deeply. We had tea, we had wine and I kept calming myself down each time I sip my tea. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was fun. I like driving and I do like driving in the city and you can't go in. You can. And so I try to take advantage of that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but no, we did. It's fine. It's fine. It, I mean, I had fun. Like we started like at 12 and we had lunch and then you took me to the Howard campus and then you drove me around different neighborhoods. And then we popped into this like, little wine place, Spaniard, I think South American wine. Um, and then we crossed the street and got some tea because you were like, this place was not here when I was in college. This place was this. And now let's go see what this is. It was, I got a good chunk of DC hanging out with you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And we went to um, the wine bar. I actually ended up having a, a, a meeting or a meetup there later with some really cool people. I went back and, and later on, but I, had, I didn't even know it was there until I had taken you there. Yeah. So it was really cool exploring. I love exploring and, you know, showing people stuff. So we, we had a great time, but um, I, I really, really, really want to dive into your background a little bit, because I guess when I did my intro, I kind of started with, 
the the film and the and the independent production work that you do but you have this whole career and this whole life that you've built around yoga and around wellness and you're an instructor and on your page it talks a lot about lululemon so i really want to go because i i don't know about your lululemon background or what you're doing in chicago what your specialties are i know you do a lot of teaching so please share with us of course um i have been a full-time yoga teacher for now Six years as of uh, May, six years as of May. And honestly, I didn't do my training. I did my training 10 years ago. And even after I got finished with my training, I wasn't ready to teach. So I kind of just like stayed in my past field. And my past field wasn't science. I was a microbiologist. Um, And it switched over drastically um, in that time when I was in grad school. I decided that I really just wanted to teach yoga. So I did my training back in Chicago, took some time off, still was working full time in the healthcare industry, took some time off, took a month off and like rode bikes and just hung out and took a lot of yoga. And then I did another training with uh, another company. And when that space, I started really diving deep into what I want to do in the yoga community. So I did retail in the yoga community. I managed in the yoga community. Um, I had my own brand in yoga community. And with all those little parts of my life, I realized um, still this, I always want to say imposter syndrome, but that is not a fact for me because you think about imposter syndrome saying, I'm not supposed to be here. But for me, it was more a minority deficit where I was in these spaces and I just wasn't seeing myself. Um, But of course, I'm still going to occupy and be in the space because I I should be equally entitled and I want to take care of myself and yoga does something for me. So I became a full-time teacher. I was teaching about 20 classes a week um, my very first two years of teaching. And of course, I burnt myself out. (laughs) And as I was burning myself out, I got into management, which was able for me to back down from teaching as much. That's when I was in Dallas. And even being in Dallas, the community, the African-American community surrounded me so well, took care of me so well in the South. So big ups to Texas. You did very good to me. And while I was there, I was able to get these women who would never take hot yoga in the spaces with me. And these are professionals, women in politics, women who are school teachers and principals and doing things in the community. And I'm like, you're doing stuff for the community, but you're not doing anything for yourself. And um, when I left Dallas, it was very sad. Um, I missed that city very much. And I came back to Chicago and some things happened to me within the corporate yoga world that really affected me hard. And while they were affecting me hard, I started journaling everything that was going on with me and what I was noticing and what I was seeing from my same counterpart doing the even worse things than I could possibly do in a yoga space as a professional in the space and still being not nominated, but more or less pushed up the ladder within the corporate world and the yoga spaces. And I was still being put in these little boxes of just teaching classes. So I just kept journaling and journaling. And one day I was like, this needs to be talked about. This needs to be seen. And I have no background in theater. The last time I did anything in theater was in high school. My major in high school subsequently was theater. And then it switched over to science when I got to college. Um, But I had a lot of people who were in theater and who were actors in Chicago. Little fun fact, a lot of teachers who are yoga teachers are usually actors. Um, Another fun, fun fact to everybody, Terry Washington used to be a yoga teacher in New York. Um, And with that being said, I, not employed, but kind of like tapped a couple of my 
instructor counterparts, collaborators, and we wrote a series called Yogma. So Y-O-G-M-A. And it's the dogma of yoga in my eyes, but more or less the dogma of yoga within the community. And it was first focused on just how certain people come to a certain stature in their yoga career as teachers, and they become very guru-like and how they treat people who are looking up to them. Um, and then when I pitched it to a Chicago web series platform called OTV, you should check them out, OTV.com. They have tons of uh, web series, short films on there, a couple of mines that I've produced and also been in. Um, I pitched it to them and they were just like, hey, what about your story? Because the story at first was a combination of my life as a black woman teacher and also a Caucasian woman's teacher. And we pretty much had the same type of experiences, but mine were a little bit different, of course. Um, but when I pitched it to OTV, they were like, what about your story? So come to find out, they were like, I think your story would be a little bit more. How about you refilm it? So to be honest, my husband and I went to Marfa, Texas, ate a couple of shrooms and we re 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 rewrote Yogma. Um, and when we rewrote Yogma, it really was from my standpoint, it came out of a lot of journal entries of mine of noticing how I was treated, what was going on, a little bit of the trap yoga party uh, journey and storyline is part of Yogma season one. Um, I filmed it completely. It was six episodes to be filmed over a three month span. And we just kind of shortened it and made it a three episode uh, season one. It got some really great traction. A couple of yoga teacher trainings showed it during their trainings to other yoga teachers. Um, I was able to get it premiered at the MCA, which is the uh, Modern Contemporary Arts Museum. I hope that's right. Um, <laughs> got it premiered two years ago. And when you do anything as an artist, when you finish something and someone sees you finish it, you're able to get employed in other ways. So last year with Yoga Season 1 being filmed, my following year, I produced uh, eight other shows. Four of them are on OTV and the other four outside of that. And with that being said, I did music videos, short films. Um, I did a couple of small web series and a couple of pilots, and it was amazing. And what I learned from that was a lot of failure in the space of, and not failure, but just a lot of learning as you go, asking a lot of questions, researching, creating your own system of how you do certain things. And it was just wild. It was a whirlwind. I was able to connect with a lot of Chicago artists. There's tons of amazing artists, um, creatives in the city that I call home, uh, where I'm originally from. And it was a journey. It was a lot of headaches. And I outworked myself. And while I was doing that, I was also leading teacher trainings uh, for a company called Briefer Change. And Briefer Change basically teaches school teachers and social workers and principals how to become yoga teachers to bring it back to the schools for students and also for teachers. So not only was I producing and creating, I was also still in the teaching yoga teacher realm. And when all that was happening, Lou Lemon tapped me on the shoulder and was pretty much working with me doing certain little classes around the city. I did teach I would say like my last trap yoga party class around that time for them. And they just were really enjoying 
what the work I was doing. Um, and that's when it comes around right before I came to DC to hang out with you, Whitney. Um, I just emailed Lou Lemon was like, Hey, I'm really interested in being an ambassador. What is your mission statement? What are you aligned with? Because for me, I was like, okay, everybody wants to be an ambassador in some space. Everybody wants to attach to a brand. Um, and I've been in this whirlwind of trying to get things done. But before I say, Hey, I want to be with Lou Lemon. What are you really aligned with? Like, what am I saying I'm doing before I jump into it? Sure enough, they email me back and were like, hey, you want to go to Los Angeles and do this facilitation program? I'm like, sure, of course I'll go to Los Angeles and do this facilitation program. So I went to LA and they partnered with this really cool company called We. It is uh, founded and built um, by these two lovely women out in LA. And it was first geared towards women and it is uh, spotlighting luminaries, a different word instead of using influencers. So a luminary is the person holding the light within the community and leading the way. Um, and I had the opportunity to learn their structure, their program, and bring it back to Chicago with collaboration with Lululemon. So while I was collaborating with Lululemon with this uh, program called Luminaries, they asked me to become an ambassador. I am the very first Black woman ambassador in Chicago for Lululemon. Um, and at this time, there's 53 ambassadors in Chicago, and I am the only Black woman ambassador. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, back to that minority deficit, not imposter syndrome, because all the ambassadors that are with me on this platform, they're all amazing. They're all equal to me. We all throw out all these collaboration ideas. I'm already collaborating with a few of them. So I don't really don't feel that imposter syndrome. I just feel like that minority deficit. Um, so lately I've been doing these panels where I've been able to um, bring my yoga and also my films together. Um, today, I actually did a panel right before. That's why I was running so late. Sorry to get to you. But we did a panel today where I taught an hour-long class. Um, the theme was around possibility within your body and also within your mindset. And in the panel was called We Are the Voices of Wellness. And I had the opportunity to have three women, um, POC, and... We talked about what it is for our wellness. With also that being said, before you talked in the panel, we watched this short film called Renee, and um, I creatively produced it. One of the women on the panel, her name is Atra. I love her, Atra Sue, Asudo. Um, and she wrote and she actually was the lead character. And it follows a elderly millennial. And if you don't know what that means, you millennials, those are women who are born. Um, in the early 80s, and they're in their mid to late 30s, and she's a caretaker of her family. And you follow Renee, you see her go to these interviews, becoming almost a doctor, but then how her life switches very fast because she becomes a caretaker and stays at home with her family. Um, and it's a dark comedy. You, you laugh at these points that are very real points. But um, it explains what happens to your wellness when you don't take care of yourself. And also what it looks like when you're in the middle of it, what happens to your mental state. So Lululemon has opened up a lot of doors for me. They have helped me find comfort in finding my voice. But it also have told me and given me the opportunity to open doors for others. And I do have big lofty goals as always to bring more women who are my allies who look just like me. So I'm not in the space of minority deficit. Um, that's a mouthful. I hope I answered all the questions and all the journey, all the journeys for you, Whitney. <laughs> you did, you did. And I like how, you know, the, the film really does coincide with, or the producing 
and the independent films really coincide with the work that you've been doing. And it's, it's like a smash bang fusion of, of all the things that you really enjoy. And it's just a different outlet. And I love that. I love that you're able to do so many different things. And when I hear what you're up to, and when I see you on your IG stories, you're hustling. I mean, you're out here, you're following your intuition, you're following whatever it is that is, is fueling you essentially. And you're surrounded by the right people. And it's very clear um, and I think it's inspiring. I think ultimately all of that is inspiring because it's one thing to see somebody hustling and like doing a million things or even just doing a couple of things and just like going at full speed. Yeah. But it's another to see somebody to see somebody literally out there doing work that fulfills them and that's, you know, they're actually learning from and growing from and there's yeah. a process to it and it's building as they kind of walk the path. Yeah. I think that to me is a way, I don't know, it's a, it's a better, but it's a more robust and, and profound way of watching somebody online, kind of like how, you know, you mentioned um, them calling themselves luminaries versus influencers. Mm. Um, that to me, you know, it's one thing to see somebody hustling, but another to see somebody doing what they love um, yeah. and also learning as they go. To me, I don't know. I like the latter better, but that's personal preference. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people love the hustle culture, but I think the, the work that you mentioned with, um, these other folks where we're talking about our health and, and how we're taking care of you, of ourselves and each other. It's important. I think, again, the awareness in all of this um, is, is like the first step, you know, being aware that this is important, that we are yeah. important, that our health is important, but also, you know, the next steps being how to actually take initiative, how to take yeah. charge, how to shift and pivot while you're in that um, to me, I think that's really important. So I love, I love all that you're doing. And that's why, um, you guys, you definitely want to follow her, um, at Carla produces on IG and just see what she's up to. I mean, even if you're not in Chicago, I, I think it's, I'm not in Chicago. I haven't been in Chicago for shit, like almost four years now. It's been a few years. It's cold. You ain't missing nothing. <laughs> you're not missing anything six months out of the year. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, and luckily it's, it's, it's not cold just yet here, but yeah, I mean, even if you're not in Chicago, even if you're not into yoga, I think it's so interesting. I mean, who doesn't like film? Who doesn't like watching stories? Who doesn't like really interesting people doing interesting things? Um, I mean, that's to me is the, it's the thing that pulls me, but I do want to talk about Lululemon because, you know, again, I have been doing yoga since high school. For those of you who don't know, I've had a few people on the show to talk about um, you know, yoga or more of the woo-woo spiritual stuff. And yoga to me has been crucial, mainly, I think in the beginning because of the breath work. Mm-hmm. If, if you remember, I don't know if I told the story about like when I found yoga, but I found it kind of as a joke in the library in high school. Okay. that was like a VHS tape. And I checked it out because my friends were like, haha, we're going to get VHS tapes from the library. That's so weird. And whatever I did mm-hmm. it. And I brought the V because this was right when I think DVDs had kind of come out and it was like yeah. a really popular thing and nobody using yeah. VHSs anymore. Yeah. So I go home and I put this VHS in and I did whatever the, the person said. It may have been Rodney Lee. Um, is it Rodney Lee or Rodney E? I think it's Rodney Lee. I think. I think so, I think so too. He um he actually married another really cool person who's in like the yoga wellness, uh, not important. So I put, the VHS in, 
Um, and he's one of like the yoga teachers that I had found. Um, and he was really popular. Um, and he, I guess he still is, but I found this tape, I put it in and I started doing the breath work and like some of the exercises mm. and I started to notice my body changing. And I was like, bro, this is weird. And, but I was like, but I feel better. And I noticed, yeah. I just noticed it. And I'm like, how is this? I was barely even taking it seriously. I was just doing it at nighttime because I was bored. And yeah. now I'm noticing that I'm walking differently and that I'm not holding my breath as much. And it just blew my mind. And I have been to different studios and done different types of yoga, right? From the yin, the slower ones, the faster ones. I finally got into hot yoga when I actually moved to Dallas, which is bizarre because it's so freaking hot there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So hot. But I realized that, you know, for me, Lululemon represented parts of yoga that I just found frustrating. And I went to a yoga or a um, uh, Lululemon actually in Virginia, I was looking for, I was just in there. I don't know why, but I was in there and I was just treated so poorly by mm-hmm. some of the staff there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like a huge person, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a super thin person. And like, I'm also not a tall person. And so when I went in there and I asked about something, the chick was mad rude. And she was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess you can just order your size online or blah, 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 blah. We don't carry that in the stores. And I was just like, bitch, what? I was pissed. And I left and I was like, mom, I am never going to Lululemon store again. Like, this is complete trash. This is why white women have ruined yoga. Like, I was pissed. I was pissed. I mean, anybody who goes into a store and is treated poorly is going to be upset. Yeah. And anybody who is shamed for... And it wasn't that the jacket didn't fit. It was just a little too snug to really wear something under. Like, it wasn't even like I was busting out the seams. And even if I had been, like, that's not how you treat somebody. And I was mad. And so I have, you know, that... I know I'm not the only one who has experienced that. And it has shaped some of their um, reputation around clothes and around the demographic that they hit. So I'm really glad that you were there to help shift that narrative. But I'm also really curious about how you've dealt with some of this because I know you've experienced some um, in that same sort of situation. Yeah. Um, I'll be very honest with you. Till to this day, um, we haven't taken our ambassadorship pictures in the stores that I'm in and I'm actually in the downtown stores too. Um, and sometimes they don't know who I am and I don't go in there like, <laughs> Carla has arrived and flipped my dreadlocks. I'm more or less just like, oh, okay, being aware of that. Um, and the Luminaries program really busted it wide open, especially in Chicago, because the women that we picked, we picked 18 women from Chicago. And I definitely had an initiative of getting me some Chicago women who are women in their bodies and women from all walks of life. And as some of the women who are of a darker complexion, who are actually small and petite, were like, we were even treated rudely. And we were able to, you know, give that feedback, feedback, feedback back to the area lead and to a lot of the spaces. And it was a lot of apologetic moments, but it was also a space for them to understand, hey, what's really going on in your store? And I think to be quite honest with you, it is going to probably continue to happen until more and more people before they walk out of the store, let the managers know with anything else, right? Like if you got um, a bad meal from your waiter, you let the manager know. And I think that the more and more there is that conversation to those folks, the more and more the conversation will change when people are coming in. But with that still being said, 
there's still moments where I do feel comfortable. Un- I don't feel comfortable walking in certain Lululemon stores. And I'm an ambassador. And I speak that to some of the upper heads who I do have access to. And I let them know that. Um, a lot of times people make comments on Instagram, even about me being an ambassador. And I tell them like, hey, if you have an issue with any of the places you've been to, speak it up. Let them know. Um, I just had an issue a couple of weeks ago with... Um, certain words being used in a class with music and I sit with things before I speak up. So I'm, I'm honestly contradicting myself right now, <laughs> but I sat with what I was hearing in class. And then finally I spoke up and then there was an email that went out. It was like, Hey, we need to think about our language within the rooms that we are playing this music to not even for, you know, the POC, but more or less for everyone who is feeling comfortable. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you still want to occupy the space and you still want to have those clothes on your body, it's one of those spaces of use your voice. We're using our voice in so many ways right now and other aspects of our lives. What would be the difference if we didn't, what would be the change if we did that also in spaces like Lululemon? Um, it won't happen overnight. It won't change overnight. Um, working with luminaries and speaking with those women who were like, I would never step foot into a Lululemon, but we were able to give them access. And when they walked in there, they still felt a little uncomfortable. But when they opened their mouths, the conversation shift and change. Um, you can't change shitty people. You just can't, right? But you can change your shitty experience, as I would always say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. And I think I had gotten some comments when I was, um, I'm a big Starbucks fan. I, I just love lattes. And I got a lot of flack from people. Not a lot, but I did get some like side comments because I said I was still going to go after the whole um, issue with the, the guys who were arrested um, for going to the Starbucks and then the bathroom incident in California or whatever. Like there were so many incidents and I was just like, bro, First of all, I'm not not going to go to Starbucks just because white people can't get their shit together. That's yeah. number one. Number two, they need to know that I belong here just like everyone else because guess what? My money is green too. Yeah. Oh, like a oh good lot. I just read this article like right around Starbucks thing. Uh, SZA got the cops called on her because you know SZA be looking like a regular old homegirl. The cops got called on her for at Sephora. Yes. Was it yes. Sephora? I think it was, it was. Sephora. And mm-hmm. they shut down Sephora. And I think, I mean, we're going to go get our makeup. You know what I'm saying? I just think my money is needs to be here too. And it's, I, I mean, at the same time, I, I extremely support Black businesses. I go out of my way to support. And, and also at the same time, I have other brands and companies who have been by my side, who has helped me get to other parts of my life that I would know, I would not be blessed enough. I won't say privileged. I would not have the access or the blessed up of Lululemon without them being by my side and helping me somewhere. Um, Cause there's tons of black women who are global ambassadors. Chelsea does yoga, Sarah Clark in um, New York. In Atlanta, there is an amazing studio uh, location, Lululemon location. Their whole staff is black manager, assistant manager, even their um, associates on the floor. They're all black because first of all, a black Atlanta is black heaven. And uh, Black folks in Atlanta like their stuff. They like their stuff to be crisp and well-quality. And one thing Lululemon is, is crisp and well-quality. So you have to put those people in there that look like them. And um, I just think it's really amazing how people get so quick to get on the bandwagon and say, I will never go there because X, Y, and Z happen. But it's a conversation needs to expand where 
what happened? And did that person speak up? Hey, have you even been in there? Has that experience happened to you? And if it did happen to you, what did you do to make sure you still were occupying the space? But if you don't want to be there, then just don't be there. And that's okay. Absolutely. Because my first my first reasoning to not go to Lululemon was because it was just fucking expensive. And that didn't fit my budget at the time. But um, when I did go in there and they were mad, I was just like, okay. But I think I think to your point, it is important. And the Sephora incident, I think, is what ends up pushing drastic change. You know, sometimes it takes a celebrity or somebody of a certain stature to produce or facilitate the movement of that change, right? And that's important. But I think representation is huge. And just like it is in Atlanta, um, you know, it's huge in, in yoga studios. And I've been listening to this podcast called um, yoga is dead. Have you heard yeah, of it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, love these girls. <laughs> yeah, I love them. And I listened in their literal, their first episode, I think was why women killed yoga. I think that was their first or second episode. They're only yeah. like, at this time of recording. They're only like, I think five or six episodes in, but they have some really incredible points and they're yeah. super valid and they're well thought out. And they've experienced their Indian American women living in, I think they're both out of New York or New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're speaking to this and how representation is important and how we can include people yeah. who look like us, how we can create a safe space. It's, it's, for me, it's creating a conversation that I hadn't really thought about. I mean, they knew a lot about, or they know a lot about, they did a whole episode about gurus and mm. talk about the history. And they talk about how some of these guys who we think here in the U S are so, you know, X, Y, and Z great and amazing. Yeah. We're actually known for doing kind of shitty things yeah. um, in India. And it's like, Oh, I didn't know that. But again, yeah. I think having the conversation is important to the point about speaking up in a Lululemon store. I don't, I don't know if I would have, I mean, I didn't, but I don't know if I would go up to a manager and be like, Hey, I felt some kind of way about your staff. Mm -hmm. And I think most people won't, um, approach and make it because it's, it's, it's such a shameful and shaming experience, right? They make purposely feel, um, less than, or, you know, not welcome. And so to escalate it again, it's like having to put kind of that, like vinegar, what is it? Alcohol on the burn. And it's, difficult, but I'm excited to see things shift and things are shifting, whether we or whether we don't. And I think that's important too. I'm ready for, I think yoga journal has been hit quite a bit recently. So bad. My girl, Nicole got them last time. Uh, Nicole Cordoza, she does yoga foster. You should check her out. Yoga foster is the, she's the executive director, I believe. Yes. And I mean, honestly, right now she is the face of yoga foster. They're, she has a bus. They drive around. They just, they just got off a tour. I think she's the end of her tour. And pretty much they also teach uh, teachers how to become yoga teachers to teach to their kids um, primarily. And her bus goes around the country and picks up used mats to drop the mats off at uh, other uh, spaces, other schools. And she was, was supposed to be just on the cover of Yoga Journal. Um, and she's the second Black woman this year, actually, who was just going to be on the cover. And Yoga Journal, the first time around, it was with another Black woman. I can't think her, think of her name. It slips my mind. But they just put out two covers, one in January, two different covers. And they called it out. Then they said, okay, our bad. And then a second time they did it. But this time before they did it, 
they actually, um, what did they do? They went on their Instagram page and made it public. And they said, which cover would you like to see for the month of September? And it was a white woman in this beautiful sequence jumpsuit. And then it was Nicole and her gorgeous bro sitting in her yoga clothes, all gorgeous and, you know, brown and melon out. And they said, which one do you want to see for the month of September? And they never gave Nicole a heads up that they were even going to do that. Um, so it went right back to Instagram and she called them out. And with that call out, um, Lemons Made Lemonade, she was on the cover, pick it up and know that when you buy her magazine, all the proceeds go to her uh, her entrepreneur foundation. Um, and she gives out scholarships on a quarterly basis. Yeah, I remember this this whole this whole Instagram because I saw it on Instagram. I saw the the everybody was reposting it and yeah. everybody was pissed. And I'm like, why is this happening? And if you're into yoga and if you've been following the Yoga is Dead show, they actually um, talked about this and they talked about some of the issues behind Yoga Journal, some of the issues behind some of the things that they do, and and just issues they've had with Indian uh, companies, organizations, and just all this all this drama. And it's just really, really kind of fucked up. It's it's sad and it's it's frustrating. But you know, as long as we call them out, like you said, as long as we call a spade a spade and we bring it to light and we share the experience and we explain to these people what this means and and the flashbacks or the the fallbacks, I think is the right word. Um, it creates a, a, a better conversation and a better narrative. So totally. I <laughs> I definitely think you know you have to be. You have to be brave, I think, to do a lot of this stuff, whether it's creating your own work, right? Being a, just an artist in general requires some sort of confidence and bravery to a degree. Yeah. Um, even if you don't show your work, just the action, I think, of creating is very vulnerable. Yeah. But when you're doing yoga, yoga isn't just going to a basketball court and just shooting some hoops. Like yoga is a very um, personal and spiritual practice. And it's important to do that in a place where you feel safe. So if you have been interested in trying yoga, if you are, I don't know, just down for a different type of workout or routine, I really recommend trying it and not letting sort of the hype or some of the negative press or some of the skinny white girls who are mad flexible, like not let that keep you from going. Because if we had, we wouldn't have had any of the cool, amazing, transformative experiences that we've had. Um, that's, this is definitely a place where you should not let somebody else or something else keep you from at least trying it. Most studios will give you a discount or um, offer something, right? A, a free week. Yeah. yeah. Get them free weeks or a free day or like 20 bucks for two weeks. Um, man, I mean, I think when you hit it great, when like, you talked about when you were a teenager and just taking like that VHS and doing that and saying, Oh, I feel weird. And just really exploring what that weirdness is and keep tapping back to it. If you want to do something in your body and change some breath and change your mindset, yoga is the most vulnerable and the most scariest. And also one of those things where the impossible becomes so possible. The things you do on your mat that you feel are impossible shift to possibilities. And then that changes your shift when you're off the mat. Guaranteed. Some of the shit I be doing nowadays, I'm like, I would never do that. I would never, ever think that I would be producing web series. And like at this moment, I'm working on my very first feature. And I really feel like I give it all and contribute it all to yoga. Seriously. 
yeah, it's it's an amazing practice. I really do love it. I've been doing it a lot now. And I was afraid of doing hot yoga, to be honest, at first. I was like, look here. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of water. I don't want to drink a ton more. And it's going to be too hot. I'm going to get, like, lightheaded. Like, I just had all these excuses. And, <laughs> and I went. I actually started doing it in, um, in Dallas over at Black Swan. And Black Swan had just opened, which makes me mad because I had been there for a break before I even went to that, so before they had opened. And I had been to a couple other places. I tried bar for a bit. But I went into Black Swan, and these girls were so nice. And it was my first time after your class experiencing a really fun, lighthearted teacher who played music that I play in my car. Cause sometimes you go to yoga classes and it's like real spiritual sounding. It sounds like you're like in India or like in like a massage parlor. Like it's, it's very calming and very Zen. And I do love that. However, <laughs> it's really nice to hear some Beyonce or something that I hear yeah. in my car while I'm in the studio because you'd be surprised. There's a lot of yoga classes where they they sing, you know, they've got regular, you know, top 40 playing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but what about like some of the other genres, girl? There's more than just Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I found that going there, I really, and I was doing the hot yoga, I had a great, great, great time. So I think it's a good idea to try. Also, Groupon has a ton of stuff, but... Um, but yeah, we'll leave some links in the show notes here if you're interested in finding a studio or you yeah. want to check out your nearest Lululemon store and tell them yeah. that Carla sent you. Of um, course. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Also, where can people find, I know you've got your other IG handle, but where can people see some of the work? You said OTV? OTV. It's, um, if you just type in, actually, I'll just tell you right now. Um, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> to find a lot of my work, the website is we are o. So we are o period TV. Okay. And it's we are open TV. Um, there are originals. One of them, if you look up Yogma season one and season two is up. And if you just look up Yogma, so Y-O-G-M-A, when you type in Yogma OTV, my face pops up. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, and then a lot of the other productions you can just watch. You can watch OTV like Netflix and chill. It's like a full binge worthy two days straight of original content. It's all filmed in Chicago. It is platform for POC, queer, non-binary, um, everything in between, sexuality, uh, dark comedy, comedy, short films, small little segments. It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful uh, collaboration. Like, it's just, a, it's beautiful. And um, they just finished out their fourth cycle. And they're on break in the fifth cycle will start in 2020. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes and you guys can check it out. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the the next quarter here to see what you create, to see what you're up to, to see what you do. Um, tell us what is your focus, I guess, for Q4. What are you? Yeah. Q4 is so business, but yes. <laughs> Um, my Q4 right now is really interesting. For the most part, I took a break after May. I was going hard. I was doing about 60 hours a week, 60 to almost 80 hours a week, um, a couple, some weeks from January to May. Um, during the summer, I did do a tier training in Tampa. So I was still overhauling. And then in July, everything like stopped. So right now, Lululemon opened up an experiential store in Chicago. Um, 
in this experiential store. It is still retail, but they have two yoga studios. They have a yoga studio and a hit studio. And you can get a free week there. So if you are in Chicago and you hear this podcast, you get a free week. You can take all the classes. But also in that space, there is a tuning bed location and a meditation space. So you go in there, you lay on this bed for 15 minutes. You get to do like a vibration, kind of like a Reiki vibration under your body. You listen to music and you chill. Or you can just meditate in the space. Um, I teach one class right now there. It's called Yoga Flow and Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra is you are laying completely still. And I um, talk to you pretty much. I speak to your subtle body. I'm relaxing every part of your subtle body. And the subtle body is those little movements that honestly we take for granted. Um, where you take for granted for the fact that we have the toes that might can move and we have the muscles that can flex and extend and lengthen. And that's really fun. It's every Wednesday at 5.30. The rest of Q4, I am actually working on my very first feature to Cross Fingers Hope to Film in 2020. I'm in the very much beginnings of it, writing the log line and thinking about what the mission statement is, what characters I want to develop. And I'm working with my girl again, Atra. Um, so that's my Q4. My Q4 is just teaching my one class, working on this feature, and hopefully starting a 300-hour training. Because right now I'm only 200-hour trained, ERIT. And ERIT is Experienced Registered Yoga Teacher. Um, if I finish out my 300 in the next year, I'll be considered a 500-hour ERIT. And in that 300-hour, if Anyone's listening to this and they know about any 300 hours that they swear by, I would love for it to be led by women. I repeat, women. <laughs> a lot of teacher trainings are usually led by males, and I'm just not in that mood for that dynamic right now. <laughs> I really just want to step into a 300-hour training with some fierce women with some knowledge, and I know they're out there, and I'm going to keep manifesting and speaking it out into the ethos. Um, so my Q4 for me is really educate, educating myself and still being in the world of creating things eventually for 2020, but taking my time, educating myself, um, and still being on these platforms, but making sure I'm mindful and my hustle is mindful. My hustle is intentional and make, and just making sure I'm taking care of myself. Because if I take care of myself, I hopefully am able to exude that to others. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the goal. That is exactly the goal. And um, I, if anybody does know about any yoga teacher trainings just in general that they like, definitely share them. Um, I, I have yet to do mine and I hope to do that in 2020. So Yay. I'll be starting out. Um, actually, the gym I live near offered a training, but I was like, it was through the, the local gym yeah. and I want to do something a little different. So I'm trying to find the right training. Um, and I've been looking for a while, not really like intentionally or, you know, like purposefully. I haven't like sat and done a ton of research, but it is definitely on my heart for 2020. So if you know of any trainings in general, shoot them over to us. Um, you can also email me Whitney at Whitney If you have any info on this or whatever, um, I'd love to know. Um, and sweet. So we'll be on the lookout for everything that you've got coming. And again, for, 
those who are on Instagram, if you have your phone out, definitely hit up Carla on the gram and send us a screenshot if you listen to this episode so we know that you've tuned in. Um, you can send that to Carla Produces and then or tag Carla Produces and then send it to Whitney Danielle Coaching so we can give you a shout out. Yes. Make sure you are subscribed. Now, I have to, I, I say this now because I, I get this question every so often, but subscription is free. Um, this isn't like a paid subscription to subscribe to a podcast of pretty much any type that's offered on Apple Podcasts or that's on Spotify or um, I think iHeartRadio or whatever, like they're free. So you can subscribe to the show for free. You'll get, all that does is it pushes notifications to your phone. And what's really cool is you can share them super easily with your friends. So if you have somebody who's from Chicago, in Chicago, loves Chicago, knows about Chicago, has ever been, you can share this episode with them. If you have any yoga friends or any friends that are into Lululemon or fancy yoga pants or who are into, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like just share it with people that you know that have a phone Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that way the, the world can sort of start to hear more about these conversations because I think these conversations are really important and super unique and we do not plan this out that much like as far as what exactly we're going to talk about, it's a very free flow conversation. So I wanted Carla to share about her background, what she knows, what she likes, what she doesn't like, what she's into, where she's going, because it's interesting. And I think the point is, you know, we've all got people in our network who are doing cool stuff, regardless of where they are, what industry they're in, and they're making waves. So, I mean, I did not know before getting on this call that you were one of the only, or you are the only black ambassador for Lululemon in Chicago. Right. I, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I did not, you know what I mean? And so that's really, really cool. It's very powerful. So we all have people in our, in, in our, in our networks that are, are doing cool stuff. So I'm hoping that this inspires a conversation with some of our listeners and gets them to start chit-chatting with folks that they know on LinkedIn or on Facebook and just see what's going on with folks, especially if you are in a place where you could use a different conversation than what you've been having with the folks that you've been talking to. Um, Or if you want to sort of spread your wings and dabble into something else. I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody for you to reach out to someone and ask them what they're up to, what they're doing, you know, what they're working on, because what you see right online or on social media or on, especially on LinkedIn, isn't always what people have to offer. So I love that. All right. Um, can you just tell us real quick before we end here? I, I used to ask this question all the time and then I stopped, but I want to ask you this. Okay. So tell me about a time or can you tell me about somebody who you networked with where it just completely changed the game for you? Like that one conversation, that one person, that one interaction just shifted something and it turned out to be incredible. Hmm. Who I worked with and has made it so incredible. Wow. That's a very intriguing conversation or question. I think it's honestly, for me, I would say it's the opposite. (laughs) I have worked with um, a couple of people who I didn't vibe with, and it changed how I stepped into spaces. And it changed how I collaborated, to be quite honest with you. Um, I have some good experiences, but right now I can't think of one that's been, I'm going to say to you, I have worked with Astra for only two years and that has changed the game for me. Um, working with Astra in the film world has been just so amazing and nurturing and, um, exciting and everything I do with her, I never feel I'm lack thereof. I feel like I'm always adding and we are growing together. 
So I think um, working in the film world, I have felt so encouraged and nurtured. But also in that same breath, I've been in a lot of collaborations that made me feel so um, underwhelmed and not comfortable that has changed the game for me and when I decide to collaborate. It's changed the game for me when I decide to work with someone else. It makes me want to step into my own bullshit and be aware of like, hey, I can't show up right now because I'm too busy or hey, can we push this back to another day? And being okay with being apologetic, I think us women, especially going to this space of entrepreneur life, um, first, scarcity, but also I'm not going to apologize. And I'm like, boo, my bad. I fucked up. (laughs) Um, So I think working with Atra and uh, being an indie, indie producer was amazing. Working with a lot of people in the indie world, I have been very much uplifted. Um, in the yoga world, I'm still navigating that, to be quite honest with you. And it has changed the game for me and how I step into my yoga pants. It's changed the game for me and how I teach yoga. And also it changed the game for me and how I present myself in spaces as a yoga teacher. And I love that. I do. I think that, you know, <laughs> you're right. When it comes to, you know, women, we're always like, you know, oh, you know, I do everything right the first time. I don't need to explain myself or correct myself or, you know what I mean? Own up to dropping the ball on X, like we are in green. I don't know why, um, but it's, it's difficult to navigate that sometimes. And so I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you said that. And I'm also glad that you mentioned, which I don't think anyone else has, that sometimes a negative experience or interaction with someone can change how you move forward, how you you, you switch things up, or it, it's it's important. I think you can learn uh, from a lot of the negative experiences and interactions that you have with people. It doesn't always have to be handshakes and you know fulfilled dreams and unicorns and cupcakes. Fulfilled <laughs> <laughs> dreams and unicorns. I love that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. And that's not real life, right? Not everybody you meet is going to blow your socks off. It's just not going to happen. And I think nope. it's, um, I think it's childish to think that or to expect that. So I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned it. So awesome. All right. Well, if anybody has any questions, um, let us know before we go live and you can also bring those questions to a live. We're going to try to get a little bit of Carla's time, um, when we, after this episode goes live. Um, and if you're listening to this in the future, then hey, and just send us any comments or, you know what you could do? You could leave us a five-star review. That, that but you could do that. You could go into the Apple podcast app, which is the purple app, and you could scroll all the way down. And then it's like, hey, what's good with the stars? And then you just go, you click all of them, right? You click the last one. And then you just say, Carla and Whitney are amazing. I want to do yoga with them. They're so cool. Yay. I love that. And then, <laughs> and then submit it. And that's what you could do if you, if you like this episode, but um, thank you, Carla, so much for making time for this. Um, we did actually get to do yoga together when you were in DC. Yeah, that was, we, did. we did. We had a whole day. We did. We did. It, it was, was like a whole day. <laughs> it was so great. I'm just remembering our whole day. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It, it really, so we went to um, actually a yoga studio I had been dying to go to that I had been told about from folks in Dallas. And I think my mom had mentioned it at one point. Um, one of the only, or at least as far as I know, one of the only black owned yoga studios in the city, we got to go there together. So it was really, really cool. The, the flow was great. The music was great. The studio was, was really intimate and wood everywhere. I love wood. So I had a, we had a great time. Um, and then I went home, but yeah, we'll do yoga again soon. And 
And I'll yeah. be back. My sister-in-law lived down the street, girl. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do it. So, um, and when we do, we'll, we'll talk about it on the gram so people can tune into this if they haven't already. But thank you again. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, Whitney. Yeah.